Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Solutions Brewing Podcast. I am Rob, and joining me this week is Brendan and Stephen. Hello. Yes, this week we are fresh off of a new tasting event. We came from, or I should say Brendan and Stephen came from, the Canmore Highland Games this weekend. Or on, or on September 3rd. Uh, I wasn't able to make it, so they're making me ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, interviewer uh, and interviewee. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Whoever wants to answer this one, actually, what would we do? Steve, we'll start with you. Okay. What would you, what would you say was the highlight of the weekend? The highlight of the Highland Games, if you will. The highlight yes. of the Highland Games. Uh, for me, because like I'm actually half Scottish, so for me, it was actually like being able to put on my kilt. Like, even though kilts, as Brennan did point out on the weekend, are black tie appropriate, uh, not a lot of people wear them. So the fact that there was a festival that we went to, and uh, I would say roughly in the tent we were in, about 15%, maybe closer to 20% of the people were wearing kilts. So it was really fun just to see everyone in their various clan colors. So there's... Like, there's a default one for Scotland. It's called Black Watch. And it is that blue and green that you see. Like It's like the standard tartan. Like, it is the tartan of Scotland sort of thing. Uh, and then, depending on the various clans, uh, there's other various colors that show up. Like, lots of reds, yellows, silvers, or anything like that. And it was very neat to see all the other ones that uh, that people were wearing. Like it, and it was funny. Some people are actually wearing plaid. So you know, like, you know the default lumberjack color, like the black and red? That's that's called buffalo. And that's not a tartan at all, but some people were wearing it, like, as a as an overcoat or as a, a, a sweater or something like that. It's like, no, that's not tartan. That's not, that's not a, that's a plaid. That's not a tartan. Um, but seeing all the other colors was really, really interesting. And then as, since I was wearing mine, which is, Donald and Clan Ranald, I was I only saw myself. Like we didn't leave the tent. So we, I, I didn't see anyone else with my with my clan colors. But I was unique and then there's like a lot of other people that were unique. So I thought that was just really fun to see cuz I haven't been to a Highland Games in Oh geez, it's been like 7 or 8 years since the last time I was I think it was at the Anniganish Highland Games on the East Coast. Which there, it's a lot more common. It's a, it's very, uh, a lot more people are uh, uh, are of Scottish descent, so they wear the colors. So here, it's you know less of that, but it was still fun to see all of all of that as well. So yeah, that I would say is probably the best part for me. How would you, Brendan? What stood out for you? Uh, what stood out for me? There, there's a, a smaller festival. Uh, than the other ones that we've been to, so a lot more uh, kind of intimate. You really got to recognize the people that were walking around the tent and, and going back yeah, and it was forth. more intimate. It wasn't like uh, the Calgary festivals or the Edmonton festivals or even even Jasper was a little bigger, um, where you'd see people, they'd taste your beer, and then you probably wouldn't see them again that show. There'd be too much else for them to go and see. Whereas in this mm-hmm. one, you had a lot of people coming back, not necessarily like, always coming back to drink the beer but they would come and try and you kind of got to, to recognize them right like mm-hmm. so that was that was interesting um it was also 
much more diverse in terms of what was being offered than like we've typically typically been to beer fest. Oh yeah. So everybody's serving beer, everybody's looking for beer, and then you have some ciders or some other a few other things out there. But this one was very kind of widespread. We were beside a wine booth, we were across from a whiskey booth, uh, beside an R- RTD booth on the other side. So lots of different stuff uh, available and a lot of people were coming around just like not looking for beer, they are there for the whiskey or they are there for the wine or so it made it a little more interesting to try to try to sell the product and you'd engage someone to get a little interest like, wait, is this beer? It's like, yes, it's a beer. Ah, shit, don't want any of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess kind of more of a, a mixed alcohol event instead of just a beer event. You're, yeah, it's... Yeah, because like, like there was a, a beer one like Kitty Corner us, but like as Brendan said, like there was a whiskey, uh, a distillery, a distillery, and a wine shop near us. So like, definitely, if someone was like, "Oh, we don't want beer. We're looking for this," it's like, go to my left or go to my right. You like just go, oh, okay. just go to like the next booth over, and you're gonna be you know, you'll find something. <clears throat> Interesting. So they didn't do it in sections. They weren't like, "Here's the beer corner. Here's the Scotch corner, and there's the wine corners." It's kind of like no, all uh, intermixed. It was all it was over the place, mixed. yeah. But there was only, there's what, 25, 30 vendors total? So, okay, uh, that's not so bad. Yeah, it, it I was... Th- I think with food, they were close to 40. I think I think it was really close to 40. But still, it's a, it's a pretty a pretty uh, cozy space uh, in terms of, like, it's not unreasonable to have somebody walk around at all in five minutes, right? And see well, everything that's there. And... Like, it was literally in, a, like, a big top tent. So it had like the three main like support spires and then it was like like huge metal pegs were driven in the ground to hold it it all taut and everything. So it was like and it was like heavy, heavy canvas. So like it was a, a very serious tent. Um but yeah, like someone can make the circuit in five minutes. Like just walk like if you took like looked at every booth as you walked around and looked inside and outside sort of thing. Five minutes to look at everything. So it was funny actually. I was going to say, let, let me put it this way to put the, the size in perspective. We we originally parked on the opposite side of the tent from where our booth was for load-in. Um, and the tent was put up right over the nice, verdant, really healthy grass, which was beautiful, but meant that our fridge didn't roll. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, don't roll so we were grass. on the opposite Weird. side, and instead of moving the truck, we just walked the tent, walked the, lifted and carried the fridge across the tent to our booth, so... Uh, my hands afterwards really uh, regretted that decision. Uh, like the the gouges from that freaking <laughs> from that fridge into my palms was pretty bad. I like, it went even... back after like a couple minutes, but it was like deep grooves from where that metal was digging into my palm. Yeah, you know we've done this enough times that we should have learned our lesson by now. We should just get a good dolly. I I have one. <laughs> Okay. And he, and he forgot <laughs> yeah, it behind. Just, yeah. And that was we got there. Steve's like, "Okay, Brendan, where's your dolly?" I was like, "I know exactly where it is. It's downstairs, <laughs> right beside my safe, with the nice new solid rubber tires so that we never have to worry about them deflating again." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So D- Brendan definitely got a dirty look after that, being like, oh, "Fucking seriously." <laughs> wasn't on the list, guys. It wasn't on the it, list. It, no, that is true. Because it should have been assumed. I should have put it right beside the fridge because everything else was there just to load into the truck real quick. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, didn't didn't think that one through. So we learn we learn harsh lessons. But and then of course next we're going to be at the BMO Center. So I'll bring the dolly and we'll just push it across the concrete and not worry. Yeah, about we'll just, it. Yeah, just do that again. <laughs> 
Though I think last time we we put a huge gouge into the BMO Center's uh, concrete because there was like a rock stuck underneath, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't actually like impeding it, but it was like doing a like a scrape because I remember at one section like it, it it was like I was pushing on the right, but it was stuck on the left, and I couldn't figure out why. And I just kept pushing. Then I looked back, and there was just like a huge twenty foot like line in the uh, painted concrete, and I just went. Okay, there's something in the front. Like popped it off, shifted it over, it just kept pushing, and it was fine. But uh, yeah, I think I I did some damage. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> scratches. I'm sure they get scratches and stuff all the time. So. Oh yeah. yeah. But that is the benefit of the grass floor. Is that? Don't Actually, have to that worry was the scratches or the finish of it. That was the other uh, big benefit because. Uh, but those I, tiny know, fridge I, wheels don't work very well on dirt. They don't. They don't. Uh, but but one of the benefits of the grass floor was a um, we didn't uh, my feet didn't get tired like as you know standing on concrete versus standing in the grass was yeah. a lot better that way. It was beautiful. But this but the second big thing was uh, you know because we had our buckets and we had the beers in the buckets and the you know the ice was melting and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I was draining the water out of it, and when you just draining the water out of it, you can just throw it on the grass. Who gives a shit? Like it, it's it's going it's going to water the grass and all that. So it was fantastic because at, at one point I had like almost two beers go dunk into the the water and that would have been watered it down pretty pretty badly. Yeah, that's so good. I, what do I do with all this ice? Swoosh. <laughs> I just like I get on the grass. You don't have so, to find a place to dump ice. So it was funny they they didn't do it inside the tent, but there was one out outside by like a big garbage bin or something like that. And it was literally on the grass, just like. Murp. And it was going to all melt in like 20 minutes anyway. So who gives a crap? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's sweet. So that was nice. Yeah, we saw a couple of the other people manning the booths and even a few of the patrons were just walking around barefoot too. Nice. Just, yeah. Uh... Oh yeah, my, my wife would have done that absolutely if she was there. She just would have loved that. <laughs> nice. Did you guys get to see any of the games at all? Or just you were nope. only in the tent? <laughs> No, it was busy enough that we kind of stayed in the tent. I, at one point, I got to the booth beside us to try some wine. After Steve had the chance to get to the booth beside us to try some wine, to try some wine, gotcha. <laughs> and then that was it. Yeah, yeah. The with the with the two men, like it was, it was just busy enough that you needed two people. Like, like we, if we were like really, really thinking, we probably could have managed with one for a little bit and like let one of us have a half hour, like just you know make a circuit of the tent sort of thing. Probably could have worked out, but the uh, it was a constant flow to the booth, uh, and so yeah, there was there's very little little downtime. But then again, there wasn't that many people to serve. Like we had a couple of repeats and uh, uh, you know a couple of people that circled a few times, and then we finally snagged them in, sort of thing. But it was uh, it was a constant presence of uh, of people. That's good. That's good. That was steady. Um, mm -hmm. I was uh, not expecting it. And I was happy to see that the little beer fest kind of tradition continues. Where at the end of the show, there's always an exchange of leftover mm -hmm. samples. <laughs> yeah, no nice. trade tradesies went pretty well. Uh, we walked in with uh, well, we had about three, just over three cases left, and we walked out with a little bit more than that at the end because the uh, 
the far guy was just like, I'm not taking this out to my vehicle. And so I gave him two six packs and gave, he gave me a flat in return. I was like, they do that every time. Love her. <laughs> <laughs> so I made sure to get some of their half and some of their hoppy half. So I was like, yeah, they get both of them. Um, the the only booth that uh, that they weren't too receptive, I think it was, was the, I think the screaming tr- toller guys. And I think it's because you're just tired. It's like, oh, guys, all I have left is like my blonde. And they're like, oh, like, and I, I think they hadn't dealt with it before. Like, oh, what do you want? And it's like, well, give me a four pack or six pack of your beer sort of thing. And they're like, oh, like this, this is equivalent. And I was like, no, no, just give me like whatever, like you want to or whatever. Because all I had left was just missing piece at that point in time. And they, I think they gave me some of their, mm-hmm. their pale yeah, ale or something like that. that. But yeah, but it was, uh, it was funny. Like I went to the village guy and I'm like, tradesies? And the village guy's like, absolutely tradesies. And then like brought over like some cider and some other stuff. He's like, yeah, like let me, let me try your beer and all that. And he was, he was super into it. And the, uh, who else? The uh, alley cat guy was really I, I think it was also this a similar thing. He did not want to take it out to his vehicle. No way. Like, what, what, <laughs> whatever less, yeah. yeah, whatever less he wanted to carry, that was better. Because I think I traded him two and I got three back. So yeah, it worked out pretty well. So there was a, there was a little beer uh, drank at uh, Brennan's birthday. Uh, he had, uh, we had gave some to some people. But then afterwards we split it all and we, we basically all mm-hmm. got a flat. Yep. So I'm assuming good. that because I wasn't there, you guys kept the scotch samples. We didn't get any scotch samples. We didn't get any. Scotch samples. Any. That's cool. Okay, so, so here's the interesting thing about this show that is unique so far to any of the other shows that we've been to. Um, there were some people that before, like, so it was the, the tasting event was from five to nine, and then there was an after party afterwards that there was a a local pub that had set up and they were going to do extra beers and some music and all that kind of stuff. It's like, okay. Um, but people were packing up before nine o'clock. Like there were still people. Yeah. yeah. So again, I, I haven't looked up the vendor yet cause I can't remember what they were. They had a coconut on their can. It was like good. Something It was a blue can with a, a, a coconut on it. Did it have lime in it? I'm not sure. <laughs> um, the lime in the coconut and not in the... <laughs> drink it but... all up <laughs> he was he was tropical <laughs> themed though he was tropical oh, okay. themed um, but at like 8.55 his booth was already like struck like he was packed and ready to go and the reason I know this is because he was literally pulling he had a uh, what was it it was a uh, travel bag or a travel like a uh, a luggage thing that had stuff sapped up, sucked up on top of it. And he was trying to drag it out through the crowd and he actually ran into someone and it all like all fell off the trolley thing. Cause he had, it's like the, the base oh, no. thing and he had it stacked up on top. So it fell all over. So he had to repair it, but it was like eight fifty five, And it's like, dude, you, you're like desperate to get out of here. Like, where do you need to be? Like, are you, like, are you driving far or are you, uh, are you just like done with this and you're getting out of here? Like, I, I'm not sure. And about half the vendors, I would say, were out of there within the 15 minutes after the closing. They were just, like, gone. Uh, not, like, not a lot of big setup or anything like that. They just were out of there. And then it was a little bit of traffic jammy, so we waited for a little bit to then pack all our stuff out. And we had some more stuff anyways. But, yeah, it was it was really weird because at the bigger shows, 
like you go until last call is like actually last call like you like don't survey anything else you, like you get every ticket you can and this one there was definitely some vendors are like nope i am out of here that's kind of weird yeah i guess must have had a long drive ahead yeah, of them or something that. i don't know i don't know yeah you, yeah who knows maybe they just want to get home and get some rest or something like you don't who knows what they're doing yeah, yeah who knows or whatever but yeah but yeah, it was it was weird because like they hadn't uh, like basically rung the bell yet, and there were like booths empty, and it's like weird. That's so weird. But it is what it is. The, the show had the typical little Russia at the end of it, where people were realized that they had ten minutes to get rid of their tickets, and then also the typical like people trying to bargain for extra deals at the end of the show. They're like, well, yeah. what if I give you two <laughs> tickets for the whole beer? And it's like I don't think you understand this. In ten minutes, those tickets are worthless, but the beer is still beer. <laughs> yeah. No, I I was gonna say I have learned from my prior experiences. There's a couple guys that came up who uh, they just had a single ticket. And it's like, oh yeah, no, I'll give. It's like I'll give you a half bore. They're like, oh, you sure? And it's like, yeah, no, I'll I'll take your ticket. Because I remember the first show, I was I was more like, no, two tickets are nothing. But this this show is definitely like. Hey, you want to try my beer? Go for it. <laughs> I'll t- I'll take what you got. Cool. Do you guys uh, so you guys enjoyed it? Would you do it again? Yeah, I'd do it again. Yeah. Try to get out um, and see the actual grounds next time too. But... Yeah. Well, I should be healthy enough to actually fucking go next time. So. <laughs> Which will be good. Which should be good. Uh, at least that'll leave us with two people at the booth each time. So you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, cause it, it was, it was fun talking to some of the people and there was definitely some like the event organizers that we were talking to, uh, that they're like, oh yeah, you're going to go and see this. It's like, man, you know, if it wasn't so busy, I'd go and see it. Um, and it would be nice to go wander and, you know, interact and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, no, I would definitely do it again. Especially the, uh, well, the, so the interesting thing about this was the price of admission was free. And we were we were being kind and generous sort of thing. So whatever tickets we made, we actually donated to, I think it was like the Highland Dancing Society or something like that. Was Whoever the beneficiary was. was, yeah. Yeah, so whoever the beneficiary was. And, you know, for the, basically like the gas money we made back from, uh, from doing the tickets and all the sales and all that, that's going to a good cause instead, so... For getting our name out there, for getting a couple sales and all that, like absolutely would go back next year. What about you, Brendan? Yeah, yeah, I'd absolutely do it again. It's fun. I like these shows. Actually, next year I should have an extra black watch kilt, so one of the one of you two can get dressed up in that. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to my dad because again I was wearing the kilt this weekend. He's like, "Do you want another kilt?" And I'm like. No, I got my kilt. Like, why would I have another one? He's like, no, 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 for the company. And I was like, okay, I'm intrigued. Because he got one a couple of years ago and doesn't wear it anymore. And I'm like, well, it's like, depending on the size. Because, again, kilts are kilts are made for, uh, they, they don't sit on your hips. They sit on your stomach. So, depending on how, well, my dad does listen to this podcast. How fat my dad was <laughs> at that particular time. <laughs> What what kind of beer belly he had on him? Uh, then you know, like he because you can only it's it's built for for the waist size. And you can only move it up and down from that size a little bit. Like there's like a little bit of wiggle room, but if it's too big, 
like it won't fit you otherwise um it'll hang way way too low uh so i i said i'll take it and uh we'll see if it if it fits one of the two of you next year but uh yeah no one of you can wear the black watch because that's what it is it's the blue and green one but we'll have to get you a sporn uh or rent a sporn or something like that because if you wear a kilt without a sporn you look weird you got to have your sack in front of you that's just right. hang in there Otherwise, it's just a skirt, right? Otherwise, it's a skirt, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just a skirt. Yeah. Actually, no, it was funny. The guys who were actually wearing kilts, the Sporn is the perfect place to store your drink tickets. Like, it was amazing because, like, the guys who came up with that, they just reach in and grab the two or four tickets, you know, them and their partner or whatever, and it's like, here, here we go. So maybe you should go to beer fests and wear kilts, everyone, and make everything so much easier. There you go. <laughs> or they could just start wearing letter hose, and the letter hose usually has like a little pouch. In the oh front yeah, too, they got right? the upper talking. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, makes sense. Yeah, do either one of those. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, it was really good. It was nice to return to the Canmore Highland Games, and uh, yeah, I I think they. Oh, this was the other thing I just remembered. So the signups were originally from Calgary Beer Fest. There was this old Scottish guy, I think his name was Shelley or something like that, was going booth to booth basically looking for signups. And only half of the craft breweries that signed up originally actually showed up to the, uh, to the event. So they had to backfill with a few other ones at the last minute. But I hope going forward that we kind of turn this into like one of our stops and traditions. I think it needs time if I remember reading it right i think this is only their third time doing it so yeah um just needs to build up a little bit still it's too bad Mm -hmm. that people like backed out right i can understand not signing up but yeah especially like last minute backouts that's kind of not cool yeah because like you know there might have been like oh we can't find personnel to run it or uh you know maybe something else happened but that'll happen but yeah like half i mean that's yeah because it was it was fifteen had signed up for the booth or for the uh, the beer tent or the drink tent I guess and only I think it was eight showed up. So there's a lot of empty space there when you guys were there. Well, I think they did a big reconfiguration. I think it was set up differently beforehand, and they kind of like made the best of it. And I think there was some other uh, vendors they put in there instead to kind of like fill the space because there was a couple of. Uh, quite a few food vendors in there as well uh, that came in so I, I think they made the best of a bad situation but yeah they had uh, made do because the, the avenues were quite wide to, to go around but yeah, yeah I mean I don't know I guess if you had an admission fee I guess that would help deter some of that too but yeah because yeah. yeah, the, the admission fee was it, like it came with the 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 cup and the tickets sort of thing. So at least you got uh, a little bit of that to start and then you could buy additional. No, it means a, a vendor fee, I think. I mean, I mean for vendors. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, but who knows? Like I said, I think that, like I said, that was like the third annual. So I'm sure they'll have ideas or things to try for next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess with that one, there's, we only have, we're participating in one more tasting event this year, right? Yep. So to, uh, in 
a month here. A little October over a month. 14th and 15th, Rocky Mountain Wine and Food Festival in Calgary. Yep. Yeah, yeah. At the BMO Center. That's... Get your tickets now. We have a link in the show notes. Ooh, we do. Yes. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see you there. Or hopefully Brendan and Steven see you there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll FaceTime you and Rob. That's, yeah. Yeah, just put a little screen up in the back or something. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put you in a tablet on the by, beside Tim and we'll have you facing down. Yeah. <laughs> You'd do something like, you know, remember that the Jackass movie where the guy did a tattoo of himself? Like <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Brendan, since you started on the uh, where we're going to be, if people wanted to con- uh, contact us about uh, our excellent beer and where to find us, where's, where well, would they go? Well, there's a few different ways. They can go to our website, www.solutionsbrewing.com. There's a contact us page there. It sends us an email to our address at noproblems at solutionsbrewing.com. Or they can also check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Solutions Brewing Co. And you can find us in Alberta, at least, at most Sobeys and Safeway liquor stores uh, currently. Because there was like 55 of them that orders in last week. Awesome. And uh, hopefully there's a lot of repeats and you'll find us there consistently. Yeah, awesome. we're, we're pretty much all over Edmonton, Calgary, and the surrounding areas for those two towns. Yeah. Actually, I've got to send you the picture because uh, I... <laughs> oh, one of the other things. They provided free ice at this thing, and they didn't tell anyone. <laughs> so we went and got ice at the local Sobeys liquor store. And while Brendan's, like, in line to get the ice, I go to the beer cooler. And sure enough, our beer's, like, front rack as soon as you walk in. And then, like... Being like a crazy person, I went in and changed all the beers so they were all facing forward. <laughs> and, a couple, and a couple people came in and looked at me weird as I was doing that, but I was like, I don't care. This is my beer. You went in, you're facing someone else's store. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, just, just a. Do you work here? No, I'm just OCD. Yeah, I'm just. I just got terrible, terrible OCD. No, I just work for these guys as you point at the beer. Yeah. Oh, a little puppy visit. Yay, hey, puppy visit. But I think with that, that's a pretty good episode. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. And we will talk to you next time. Take care, everybody.